And this is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Then Jesus looked at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude and revile you and defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what the ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies. Do good to those that hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Truth be told, I was never really good at geography. If you ask the question, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, and she wasn't in, Car she wasn't in San Diego, I was never going to find her. Let's be perfectly honest, right? If you go to give me directions to drive, please don't tell me to go south on Roosevelt. I looked it up. It runs east-west, first of all, so that's mean. But second of all, I'm a landmark kind of a guy, right? Tell me it's two blocks past the Taco Bell on the left, boom, pinpoint accuracy, I can tell you exactly where the ball field is, right? That's how my brain works. And one of the things that I do realize is as bad as my sense of direction and judgment is when it comes to geography, one of the things ingrained in me from a very young age was what I like to call the divine geography. And it's a very simple thing that we learn early in our lives and we pass from generation to generation to generation. And maybe you're familiar with it. We are here. This is where we are. And up there is the heavenly realm. That's where God is. And that's where all the saints go. And when they get there, they're handed a harp and take lessons every day until they learn it expertly. And then... The guy who cut me off on my way to the Taco Bell this week is down below. That's how the geography works, right? It's this three-tiered geography that we've worked out. And I think it's important, though, on a day like today, on a day like all saints, when we gather together, and when we say the names of the saints, and we light candles, and we share the stories of their lives, that we have a good sense of geography, where it is that we should be looking for those saints in this moment. Now, when I talk about saints, I'm really talking about two groups of people. The first are the miraculous. Miraculous. The, 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 those people who live the faith so profoundly that it changes the world. I'm thinking like Mother Teresa, right? Saint Teresa is a great example of a person who lived her faith in a way that changed the way the world works. 
Then lumped in with that are those, those titans of the faith, right? The, the writers of our gospels. Each, each week I say the gospel according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Or maybe it's Paul, our namesake, who wrote the epistles. Then, then we have all of the venerated saints, right? We have the patron saints. And boy, are they quite a crew, right? St. Genesius, for example, the patron saint of comedians, the one I pray to every week as I write my sermon, right? Or, or we, we have the, the patron saint, and I wish I was making this up, Saint Balthasar, the patron saint of playing card manufacturers. Because clearly bicycle wasn't selling enough playing cards, but you get the saints involved and sales go right up, right? So we have this, this group of, of venerated patron saints, right? All of these wonderfully holy and miraculous people. Then we have what I call the mundane, but maybe that's not the right word. Maybe we'll call them ancestral saints, the people in our lives, family, friends, loved ones. Maybe, maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a fellow church member. And my guess is that later in the service, as you come forward and you light your candles, those are going to be the saints who are going to lie on your hearts. Those are going to be the names that you speak as you light your candle and you place it amongst all of the other saints that we remember this day. Because these people leave a lasting mark on our lives. But today, I want to remind you what we talked about last week on Reformation Sunday. A truth at the center of it all, that through baptism, God makes saints out of sinners. And therefore, believe it or not, you and I, all of us, are saints here this day already. And that is a remarkable, remarkable thing. But today, on All Saints Sunday, Again, we need to think in terms of, of where we're looking and, and, and where we're putting our attention. And time and place is central to the discussion as we consider the saints who've walked before us in this life. One of the things that we do when we remember the saints in our lives is we tell stories. We tell stories. We love to do this. As we lay to rest a loved one, we gather in spaces to hear about that person. I watch as families gather together with pictures in our gathering spaces to reflect upon those joyous occasions they shared in this life. And to be honest, as pastor, it's the favorite thing I get to do. Give me a good funeral over a good wedding any day of the week. Because truth be told, it's inspiring. I am invited into the lives of your loved one in a way that most nobody else is and get to share in those pieces that make them important to you. And for that, I am eternally thankful that you trust me to do that work. The work, not unlike that which we did yesterday, is we gathered to celebrate the saints, in this case, the Reverend Stephen Swanson. And the theme that I started to, to pick up as the service unfolded was that guy must have prayed to St. Genesius just like me. Because man, oh man, Steve had a good, a good sense of humor. And sometimes, as it turns out, it got him in trouble. At least as the staff members felt that way, as I recall. Yes, Alice, thanks for the nod. Because you see, Steve was really into April Fool's pranks. 
It was his thing. And even though people knew they were coming, somehow he was able to pull the wool over your eyes and get away with it. Like the one year, he put an announcement out that our church was simply too hard to find. There's just too many St. Paul's out there, so we got to change the name of the church, and it's got to be easier to find us. So from here on out, we will be known as the Church of the Four-Way Stop. <laughs> and people bought into it. A few years later, Steve had a genius idea again. He said, this Sunday, we're going to do something new. The ushers are going to come down the center aisle during the offering time, and they're going to have little handheld devices. And what you're going to do is you're going to pass your credit card or debit card to the center aisle, and they're going to swipe it for you. And if you're on the end, don't worry about it. You just got to throw up numbers. They'll put it in for you, charge your card, no problem. Not only is offering going to be faster, but giving's going to go up. <laughs> I've tried. It doesn't work. So, and then the creme de la creme the year that Steve put out that we needed to reconsider the design of our playground. Because a study had recently showed that children are too soft these days, so we got to toughen them up. So what did he do? He circulated a picture of a playground from an orphanage in 1908 as the inspiration for the design of the new one, right? With monkey bars 15 feet in the air and the rustiest slide you ever done seen. Right? We love this. This is why we do this. We share these stories because they bring back the good memories. We look back at the past and it brings us comfort. And when we're mourning the loss of our loved ones, we also like to look ahead. More often than not, we, we talk about that which awaits us, right? The, the already but not yet. They've gone ahead of us. They've preceded us into the kingdom of heaven. They've, they've attained that heavenly home that, that's spoken of in John 14. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. And if it were not so, and if it is, I would come and I would take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. Right? That heavenly home, which gets us to that idea, too, of heaven being somewhere other than here, far away. Oftentimes, when we remember these people, or we look ahead to that promise, we speak of a distant place. Heaven is out there, or they're looking down from above on us. And look, as a pastor, I appreciate it. These are, are, are beautiful and, and wonderful gifts, and I want to encourage it, but today I have to ask the question, what about here? What about now? And that gets us into Luke particularly the Luke and Beatitudes today, which, if nothing else, are all about blessings for here and for now. Luke says, blessed are the hungry now. Blessed are the poor now. Blessed are the weeping now. Not in some distant future, but already today, you have received all of the riches of the kingdom, the fulfillment of all of my promises. Or as my New Testament professor would translate it, you all are blessed because you all are blessed. Right? Already you have all of these gifts and therefore start acting like saints now. Start forming those relationships that are centered on the basic principle of treating others as you like to be treated. It's not hard. It's a low bar. But that's how saints are called to live. 
Heavenly blessedness isn't some far-off place, a far-distant future where we have financial stability or full stomach or a light heart or a good reputation. No, for Luke, blessedness, heavenly blessedness is here in the now today, in the relationships that we share. Because remember this, we don't earn our sainthood. It is a gift of God's grace for us. In baptism, God makes saints out of sinners. And at the table, God forgives those saints again. That, that's the beautiful gift that we celebrate today. The beautiful gift that we don't have to wait for some far-off future to realize. When we talk about heaven today, when we talk about the saints, we don't have to look above or, 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 or look to the past or a distant future. Instead, we need to look around. Look around at the people next to you. These people are saints. These people carry within them the stories that we share in community with one another. These people what we're here to celebrate today. And that, you see, is a joyous gift. Heaven is not a pie-in-the-sky place. It is real relationships now. The kinds of relationships that we carry with us even beyond death. Dear saints of St. Paul, celebrate, enjoy, Say those names, and if they bring tears to your eyes, cry. Or if the stories cause you to laugh, it's okay to laugh too. It's the most common question I get asked during funerals. Is it okay to laugh, Pastor? Geez, if it's not, you don't want me doing the service, I guess. But it's true. Think about it. Our job today is sure to remember those who preceded us into the kingdom, but dear people, look around and see the kingdom is already here. And the presence of those saints is here as well. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>